Bow Yeah, it's a river. It's Bow Wow. Yeah. I didn't know that was. That's gonna be so interesting. How but so? it's it's good entertainment wise. Who y'all think gonna win? Soldier Boy. How? No, wait, no, I do like Bow Wow. Don't I don't think Soldier Boy going to win. Bow Wow has way more hits. Way more hits. No, I mean, I, I honestly way feel more like... Hits. Way more hits. I feel like they have an equal amount of hits. They're also two different think, generations. Exactly, which is why I feel like they have an equal amount of hits. But I feel like Soldier Boy hits hit harder. Right. I get that, because he was like, uh, he's actually on my list of <laughs> people. That's my one. Right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we, I guess we, we can start off with that after we talk with that. But anyway, I think we, I was talking to Terry about it before y'all got here. Like, we disrespect Bow Wow so much because he himself have I mean, turned into a joke. Yeah. Because he expected his fame to carry on to a generation where nobody so knew who the fuck he was. Like, he made his hit. He, like he, he had did. a couple, but movies too. Yeah, yeah. I, I will rap Fresh As I Miz like it came out yesterday. Yeah. But and like you and like you, yeah, bitches don't hit as. But hard I'm not playing it. it. If I'm in the club, I don't know. You playing Soldier Boy in the club? When Soldier Boy come in the club, it just. I have never I'm been in the club when Soldier Boy came. Yeah. Oh, no, but like concerts, you and shit. get up. Yeah, yeah okay. And somebody in the club will be like, oh. yeah, yeah like, <laughs> to no, like parties yeah. and concerts. They, they play in that soldier. They boy. do that weddings. I've been to weddings and they're like they turning to the white weddings, you know. But it's like <laughs> it's been white weddings. <laughs> but they'll fucking pull the I crank that yeah, in the middle of the dance so, floor. I mean, crank that will definitely get the crowd going. <laughs> Before yeah. Bow Wow, yeah, it will. yeah, because. This generation, if you play a Bow Wow song, they're probably not going to know it. Be, but that I think that's his fault. I think he, because when he was pulling those stupid ass videos like, oh, they following me. Bitch, them kids don't know who the fuck you are. That's <laughs> true. His songs fucking like right. timeless. His songs are timeless, though. Man, I'll still bump fucking Like You, the Face Off album. Say it, baby. Say you want to be like. Like you, yeah. But the other thing is that you were there. Let me hold you was the shit, too. I mean, I don't listen to Soulja Boy. My nephew knows Crank That Soulja Boy. He is 12. He True, does not, but because di- but different on. different generations because we were saying Soldier's the father of like viral you know that's like viral music like this, exactly yeah. so that's why he and did he, he have more money than um Bow Wow I guess I don't I, even know I, I what think, that matter I think wait that matters because <laughs> he was self produced so that's expected though so like when you yeah. literally do one hundred percent like Russ people don't realize that Russ is one of the richest rappers in the game because he does one hundred percent everything himself. And so was Soulja Boy. Soulja Boy was writing his own shit, producing his own shit, like making his own beats. So that's why you make more money. You know, Bow Wow was Bow being Wow's robbed by Jermaine Dupri. First of all, his parents probably got most of his money. Well, Mama got most of his money in the beginning. Big facts. And then by the time he was an adult, he just wasn't making that many. Hits. Yeah, he was doing movies, and he had a yeah. nice little run with the movies. Yeah. Byron. Robots. It gets me every time. Robots, lottery ticket. Oh, yeah. I forgot about lottery ticket. Was he in Johnson's Family Vacation? I've never seen... I haven't seen any... uh, I haven't seen any Fast and Furious movies. It's fine. Yeah, he was in... Yeah, I don't like cars that much. In the Tokyo Like, yeah. When he was young. Yeah, he was still a kid. That's when he used to wear oversized jerseys and tall tees. Yeah. And the bucket hats. I've never been everywhere. So I mean, I still think Soldier Boy is gonna win. Not to disrespect Bow Wow, but I mean, Boward Woward. Boward Woward. <laughs> that was just recently called that man that I. Boward Woward. Yeah, that's his government. 
That's like Kim Kardashian. Kimothy Kardashian. <laughs> <laughs> Kimothy, what's her middle name? I don't know yet. Y'all know, y'all know her real name? Oh, God, here we go. Her name's not Kim? Brittany? It's so funny. Her real name. Here we go. Beulah Antoinette Jenkins. Antoinette. I, oh, yeah, because I told y'all I knew somebody named Antoinette Jenkins. Because, no, because she just, she's like, why would you give me a white woman last name? I was like, you think Jenkins is a white woman's last name? I grew up around a whole Jenkins family. That's yeah. I think that's a soul. That's white. Jenkins. They stepped out black. If that's the case. white folk but anyway <laughs> welcome back to project paragon <laughs> the podcast where we do believe mental health is wealth where substance is sexy yeah. and we are pro mind your motherfucking business yeah. but we are here to create a platform of support where we uplift fellow content creators musicians small business owners from show business to whole biz alike yeah. <laughs> to have casual conversation with heart like a 90s sitcom i'm your host ronnie aka monster in a tight shirt A.K.A. Coco Butter God, A.K.A. Your Bitch's Bestie, A.K.A. Sequoia Poppy, A.K.A. Professor Toxico, A.K.A. Is That Goku Black? No, that's Black Goku, A.K.A. Mr. This Dick Ain't Free, Ooh. and with me as always... Hey, y'all, it's Baby Beulah in the building. Um, I'm a little under the influence and sleepy at the same time, so with me. <laughs> but hey, y'all, some of y'all know me as Racy, some of y'all know me as Project, the Project Princess. What's another one? Madam Medusa. Yeah. Girl, <laughs> get it together. Madam Medusa, Bugs, Honey, mm-hmm. the Ghetto Fabulous Princess, Two Snaps, and my very favorite Little Jiggle. And I know you guys heard two other voices. Well, the third is hard to decipher from races, <laughs> but it's my baby. Uh, hi guys. <laughs> I'm gonna try to be louder this time. Uh, it's Damian, I don't have all those names, but I got one, a.k.a. Dora Winifred Jr. A.k.a. your mother's favorite doula. Yeah, baby, my mama's favorite doula. There we go. There we go. Don't sell yourself short, a.k.a. the Whispering Assassin. Whispering Assassin. (laughs) And I'm back. And the fourth voice, you introduce yourself, get get, get close to the mic. I am close. Yeah. <laughs> Hi guys, my name is Terry, aka Zeri. There we go. <laughs> a tiny, formerly known as Lady Onyx, Onyx Nails. Check me out, please. Black Nail Tech, let's go. There we go. We call it Terry Dillon. <laughs> <laughs> but they're joining us this week. We have a multitude of topics to talk to. I keep, I want to really want to move this. I wanted to move it in there so bad, but I didn't have time today because. Constantly have to stop myself from rolling. It's really fucking annoying. Because I, like, I feel like I'm not close enough to the mic. But I want to start off with this because I get in my little modes when I uh, be on TikToks and shit. Mm-hmm. And I just just be laughing at shit. And this one comedian came across my feed. And like people were kind of divided, right? He's a biracial comedian. He has a white dad. So the comments were kind of divided. Like I'll just let y'all hear it and then you, you'll, y'all understand. Mm-hmm. Shit. Yeah, no shit, I can see your haircut. Like, this is easy math, you know what I'm saying? I tell somebody my dad is white, and they're like, wow. 
I'm black is your mom. Don't do that. Don't. I'll fight your ass, bro. Don't ask me that shit. She's a very normal amount of black, okay, white people. She's, she's like two steps below Wakanda. It's a beautiful thing. I love her. I love her to death, man. I loved growing up with a white dad. It was cool. He was always there. Never left. It was interesting. Uh, black friend. It took my black friends off guard. Like, he answered the door and shit. They're like, yo, James, who's that white dude that answered your door? I was, I was like, that's my dad. No, for real. Who? You got a butler? You doing that well? You got a butler? So the comments were divided, as you can probably assume, because people was like, oh, why are people mad, this, that, and the third? And immediately I was like, first, you can tell his audience is predominantly white. Yes. Two, you're making jokes based off negative black stereotypes. Yes. Like, you're, you know, your white dad was always there. It was like, she's like, oh, she's not, two steps under Wakanda. So I was like, nigga, do you not realize how colorist? And, like, and then I go to the dude's page, and naturally he's with a non-black woman and shit like that. So I was like, are people really that fucking tone deaf and they don't realize that there's tasteful racial humor and then there's shit that literally sets us back so fucking far because... Yeah, people are that tone deaf. I think he just picked his audience. Wrong. Like, I think you're he just picked his side. You're shitting on your black mom, bro. <laughs> like, I mean, like, are we not surprised? Like, I'm not surprised. I'm always, I'm always a little peeved when I see these. Like, that's why I was so pissed off at Doja Cat when I see these, like, biracial motherfuckers pretty much shitting on one half of themselves to like feel accepted by another half. Like you see it all the time. It's like, Oh, I'm too, I'm too white for the black kids. I'm too black for the white kids. Like nobody's saying you have to fit in. Just like be your fucking self. Like don't make it a, a right, race right, thing. Right. You, like you contrary to public belief. And it's like, you can talk to so many people. You're not necessarily being pulled in these directions. Like people want to make it seem. This is like you go around these people like I have so many white friends I have with black kids and they say like my kids know mama's white you're black like there's nothing wrong with loving your mom you're like no or even like when their mom's not you know white there's nothing wrong with loving your mom and it's that and the third but at the end of the day when you walk these streets you're representing a black man like you're black yeah. like so seeing shit like that and you look at this comment, she's like, oh, it's just jokes. I'm just here to make you laugh. Like, no, nigga. I feel like everybody has a, a somewhat of a responsibility. Nobody's asking you to censor yourself or, like, walk by the beat of somebody else's drum. But I feel like everybody should be aware of the responsibility to have because race... One thing white people love is a nigga just applauding to everything that they already think. Yeah. Like, yeah, them black men sure don't take care of their kids. Yeah. Oh, she's an acceptable color of black. Like, oh, it's cool like that. Yeah. This is definitely like modern day um minstrel show mm -hmm. uh you know doing whatever you think appeases white people which is never the answer uh but at the same time and I'm, i never try to excuse people but there and and at the same time there's no longer a level of excuse for ignorance because we have so much access to so much information right but people are a product of their environment so he probably grew up not being in front of the black kids. He, I was just about to say that mm -hmm. not getting along with the black kids. Um, and so he appealed to white people by joining forces and he did whatever he had to do to stay relevant yeah, to the, the people who were going to accept him. Yeah. But how do you, with having, because I'm in a biracial relationship, mm -hmm. so with having a child, how do you I don't know. Like, how do you 
stop that from happening? How do you let them know, like, look, you're black, you're white? I feel like it's a matter of being honest. Just like you have to be. Like, this is what it is. You got to be honest about, like, as, in my opinion, as a product of a biracial relationship, like, you're black and you're white, or whatever other race yeah. the child could possibly be. You know, because I, I don't know why people say, act like when people say biracial, the child going to be black and white. Right. Yeah. That's, that's so, yeah. That's so, so many others. So <laughs> but um, I mean, yeah, I guess it would all about be all about honesty because you have to make the child aware of who she is or who they are. Yeah, because imagine his black mother watching it and she probably like haha that is funny but if his mother is a darker complexion she's probably dealt with colorism and racism right right so you're joking about shit that you're making light of somebody else's so it would just be best to be honest with your child so your child don't do no disrespectful shit like that or not even your mom your your aunt or your grandma i think it's a matter of like you know if if your father or, or your your in my case like if your father or something else is you know something else right. you're being raised like okay cool there's no there's nothing wrong with being proud being aware yeah. celebrating that but you also have to be aware of what you're representing when you walk out into the world like take fucking northwest for example like when you look at her she's a pretty brown you know biracial yeah. girl so if her family was if she didn't come from like a rich family who was like super in the limelight when she walked out into the world people would just see a little black girl yeah a little black girl with good hair shit like that so it's like it wouldn't be as some oh i'm proud of my armenian heritage no like yeah. you oh you're just a little nigga with good hair yeah, like that's right yeah real black. that's the importance too of teaching children uh, about the world around them because you have to teach them that the world judges people by what they look like, mm-hmm. but that has nothing to do with you. You right. do not have to force yourself into these different groups that they branch off because, mm-hmm. I mean, people are going to call you black if you look black. But you could not be, cons- you may not consider yourself black at all. So don't worry about how the right. world branches you into a category. Be who you're going to be. Define what kind of person you want to be and be that. Don't worry about who accepts you. People who love you are going to accept you if you, whatever, purple. You know? People was coming for her because, you know, it was, uh, what is, uh, Asian Heritage and Pacific Islander Awareness Month or whatever. And she's Filipino and she's black. And, like, she was, she's proud of it. Like, why would the fuck wouldn't you be? She's been, yeah. she shows up. She is black. Yeah, so it's like so many people. She shows up to award shows in traditional like Chinese Filipino dresses right. and shit like that, and she calls herself uh, Blaziana, Blaziana and shit like that, blah blah blah. And people were really like in her comments, "Do this fucking agenda? Why are you trying to force this on the throat?" Blah blah. Because some people, so many people are mad because of the Asian hate bill, right? And it's like I get it. We've been being attacked for like all these years and shit like that. And yes, it is fucked up that it didn't take long for them to pass a bill to protect. Right. But we should also be proud. That, that another you know, right. marginalized group yeah. is being protected. Can I ask a question? 
Yeah. What is the bill itself? Because I thought you think I read already, that whole shit. <laughs> no, I'm saying I thought I there were already laws. There were yeah, there are there were already like I mean, laws against rights, hate crimes. Is yeah, civil rights not already a thing. Civil rights is already a thing, but I think this more so. I don't know. They I just th- put in a category for them. Right, I think that's, this was definitely more so like a band aid. Yeah, I, that's weird. <laughs> mm-hmm. That I, is weird. And I never took the time to see, so I am somewhat ignorant because I don't understand what it is. But when I first started hearing the whispers about it, I was like, I thought it was already illegal to so hate uh, are hate already. crimes actually illegal though? But uh, that's <laughs> the thing; were. it's like a hate crime is a hate crime, but is it really crime illegal? Is hate crime, 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 crime is already means it's the illegal. The world may never know. <laughs> yeah. Fuck it, this is a titty roll. The bitch. word crime literally says it's illegal. So high racy is funny. No, like my stomach started getting tired. I had to unbutton my pants. I was like, wait a minute. Like it had a sharp pain. I was like, ooh. Yeah, I was like, I need to see somebody. Girl, I might die of a Girl. But while we uh while we free falling, we gonna get into this list because I feel like everybody is up in the air. Okay. So I wanted to talk about five celebrities of black community who aren't giving their flowers because I feel like there's always conversations. And the number one on my list might surprise people. It is Nick Cannon. That was mine. Nick, I love Nick Cannon, Cannon I is so intelligent. He's so funny. Like this man so has a thousand and one jobs. Right. He puts so many motherfuckers on, but this nigga is still seen as like a joke or like corny yeah. and shit like that. Like Bow Wow duck his own grave. He is corny. He is corny, but that's who he is. But yeah. right. So okay. So I think we all need to sit down and decide what the fuck. What makes someone corny? Because I think he he has like that. Uncle humor. He has like that, that uncle. Like that humor. corny uncle. Like, he tries hard. Yeah. And to me, that's corny because when you're funny, just be funny. funny. But there are moments when I can feel him trying to be funny in a room that is not his audience. That feels corny to me. That's me. That's my definition. But he always been like that, but that's just who he is. He is. Like, I used to watch, that, that I used to watch the away. Nick Cannon show. That doesn't show. take away from him. Right, right, right. And like, uh... Love don't cost a thing and shit like that. Like he's always had like the kind love of love like. Love don't cost a thing. I love underclassmen. Yes. Underclassmen is my shit. Like, I love yes. all that. And I go all the way back. All of them? Yeah. I saw Joe Sign the other night. I watched underclassmen. I've been having like a little Nick Cannon like. Nick Cannon's my nigga. Oh yeah, I love Nick Cannon. You know what? Samuel L. Jackson, he's another one I'm going to add to my list. I feel like we we don't really celebrate the fact that his movies are the highest grossing in all of Hollywood. And, and he was a drug addict. And his yes. start was so late. He, and he literally, yeah. and he he's, if you watch interviews with Samuel L. Jackson, he, his love for the craft and for the art of acting is literally what got him off drugs. He literally told himself, he's like, it's either this or that. Acting or drugs. And he literally fucking quit cold fucking turkey. He said he was doing fucking stage, like stage plays and shit. Fucking having withdrawals and he got through it. Wow, that's awesome. Oh, you know what I just thought of? This is going to be so weird. But Kim, the singer. Yeah. Kim? He had yes. black mamas in a chokehold. Hmm, so that's three. From, that's So we got three. From 2004. My daddy surprised my mama with the Kim concert and she like went crazy. Yeah, and I come from. He used to get on my fucking nerves. Mine too, to the point where like I was kind of happy when Katrina hit because my mama lost her CD because of Katrina, and I was kind of happy about that. But no, and the reason I say he's he's so influential is because I come from like my mom was super 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 religious, so like there was no secular music at all Mm -hmm. in the house with her. Uh, Kim was the very first, like, he had her that choked up that she went out and bought this CD. Mm. 
of secular music and it was Kim. So I he was the like, stop. and it was that. Yeah. And I was like, they used to sing I that in the church. What? Yes. Wow. Like that song. But they, you know, they were singing it like towards about God. Jesus. I can't stop loving. Okay. No, nickel. But they was doing that. Like wow. that was that was a thing back in the day. I remember that. The audacity oh of niggas. God. Like the pastor used to sing, and I used to be like, "This Kim." But he was, he was another person who who suffered with drug addiction, and he was That's why he disappeared at one point. No, this was before he oh, even okay. started. He was home. I just I went to a concert when he was done. Really? He's making a comeback. He just released he was, an album. I, I, got, I don't uh, know about the comeback. Voice. He's he, comeback. He's done, no, because the concert that my mom and I went to, it was like... It was like a Valentine's Day thing. It was like two or three years ago. It was him and... Keith Sweat. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the one, it was at the UNO Lake from But he was already old when he, he started. Was, but yeah. he had made a song that was a part of his comeback okay. when that tour started. Um, so this yeah. person isn't on my list, but I think musically we don't give this person their flowers to Eric Benet. Okay, I'm, I'm not a fan. What? I'm a fan, but I'm not a fan. Why? Because he fucking because he divorced Haley Berry or something. Thank shit? you. Wow! <laughs> I know. Wow! I pulled it out my ass. <laughs> I, mean, I, I didn't really care that. about the Haley Berry. How he treated Haley Berry. His voice is magical. Yeah, his voice is magical. Yeah, I'm so happy, but he's still like that ancient nigga. Like, oh, right? I, I honestly, I honestly feel like Haley Berry is crazy. She might be. Because, like, think about it. Her fucking ex-husband, David Justice, had a restraining order on her. She might be. And all these relationships falling apart, the common denominator here is Haley. So, I feel like Haley Berry, Taylor Swift, Demi Lovato, um, oh, I know Demi Lovato Selena too. Gomez. These... This took a turn. Yeah, these bitches crazy. Like, it's something... I don't know. I, 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 I don't know. I rock with Haley. I, fuck, I love Haley Berry. Haley Berry is amazing. Like, she would get an honorable mention on this list, but Haley Berry fucking crazy. But... Eric Benet is... He can sing. Yes. I get he, he, he deserves I don't know about a flower. every time he gets on a fucking stage and he does... She does get her flowers. But more so, you know. But she's trying to make... black people. That's what... Yeah, and I, I'm glad you said it. Yeah. She's definitely the... She's the white people celebrity. I don't really see her getting flowers like that. She's a white folks celebrity. They love her. She's just pretty. She ain't really all of that. She's not. Yeah, that's what I was like. Her rep was good for somebody like who was not that great, though. She, that's right, what it is. She right, was right, like a pretty little biracial little girl. She was, you know, pretty, yeah. she was simulated. Perfect, perfect representation of pretty privilege. Yeah. Uh, that's so how we I need feel about Saweetie. Saweetie, yeah. Okay, so guilty. So over that. Saweetie's a guilty pleasure of mine. I like her music. So over that. You like, I like her music. music. So, okay, so. <laughs> Before y'all jump down my throat. Okay, so here's the thing. It's catchy. If y'all if y'all come for Sweetie, y'all gotta come for Easy E. Because Easy E couldn't rap for shit, but he knew his way around a song, and so does Sweetie. She can't rap, but she knows how to make a song sound good. And she's pretty as fuck. That's, That's what I said. Yeah. That's a lot of people in the industry. Exactly. So, so when it comes to female rappers, I mean, we, can knock a lot of, we, we can knock a lot of people if we're going to knock Sweetie, but the conversation at hand is Sweetie. I, yeah. love, I love her. Yeah. She's, so, she's so pretty. And I, she and I think, I, suck on the baby I think that's what needs to happen. Like, a lot of people, because she's pretty, she don't get, you know, the constructive I, I, I fuck with her music. Yeah, but I really do, like, deserves. her looks aside, like, you will catch me in this bitch cleaning up to... Lamborghini tip to, like I, f- I fuck with Sweetie <laughs> yes because I have no idea right. I don't even know she, that song I fuck with she just re- released this new thing like a uh, Sweetie's Pretty Bitch playlist that bitch fire like, oh, I, really, really, I really fuck with Sweetie. So here's like, I, I've just talked about it before. I'm a huge fan of ain't shit women. So like, any chick who make a song about dogging niggas, like I'm like, ooh, shit, give me a chub. It's toxic. I'm masochistic as fuck, but I like shit like that. I like that energy. So I like 
naturally sweet is not like city girls is too city girls is like you you borderline thoughts type I don't shit listen to but of city girls got bars no jt got bars thank you because young miami needs to quit okay. i saw a meme that said uh jt can rap a little bit in miami to be a cna or something jt got bars i don't really listen to her but she got bars that's trash. it is trash like, pussy boy. talk is their best song. Yeah. Pussy talk, yeah. hands down, their best yeah. fucking song. I'm so yeah. upset about Turkinator because I was ready to throw no, my it's whole just Y'all ass had time to go revamp. Like, TikTok really drove that song up. When you heard how cool the song was, you had I, time yeah, to go I, in the I, studio I and be like, let's really do it. Let's make it better because we got people really listening for this song. I listened to it with our visuals and I was in the car like, this oh. don't even get. Like, yeah. what would be the song of the summer for women? This we don't have one yet. We don't have one yet. We don't have one for the man yet. I'm banking on Nikki. You think Nikki gonna drop one? You are a fucking full on bar. Yeah, you know. She's a full blown bar. I'm a Nikki. I tried. I did. I was a high school bar. That was my shit. I was about to say when when she first came out. I'm still. I was fucking with nobody's nobody's. Go number four. Go number four. So we gonna give? Is it gonna be Soja or Bow Wow to get the number four? Bow Wow don't need. He got a flower. He was on 106 in Park. That was he was flower. Mi- he was Mr. 106 in Park. That was but his flower. That's not- that bitch did it, though. That was years ago. We talk about people that need their flowers. Are we ever going to speak on Chris Brown? Yes, Chris Brown's number five. There we go. So, so the boy's you. number four. Chris Brown's number five. I feel like Chris Brown get his flowers. No, the fuck you no. do not. Chris Brown was the no. first victim of modern day cancel no. culture. Yeah. People still refuse to let this man live down something that happened. What? That attack was 10, 12 but years I ago? I do think Chris Brown get his flowers from black people. The reason yes. why Chris Brown don't get talked about is Chris Brown don't get flowers from white people. No, most of the time, most of the attacks and shit, most of the attacks and shit you see about Chris Brown is always black people. I always see white people. I feel like they show him love, though. No, there are some. There, there's like the toxic side of like Twitter and like social media shit is toxic side like oh he fine blah 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 but like the people who like in the rooms actual conversation driving the culture musically and shit like that they dog this like, man he's a woman that feels that he's this that and the third why you they f- people immediately brought up Chris Brown like, yeah, exactly. It was like, oh, yeah, uh, uh, abusers hang together and really? shit. Like, yes, yes. Chris Brown does yes. not get to live. Even fucking when he did his home with Lil Dicky, like, people was giving Kendall Jenner shit, Lil Dicky shit. How dare y'all work with when him? This shit happened with years when this ago. This shit happened with Sweetie and Quavo. They was like, oh, I guess we just need to put Tori Quavo and Chris Brown on and, the album together. And you saw, how, you saw how fast oh. that shit got swept under the rug? Because Sweetie was the one that she was sticking that match, and, and so everybody act like the shit never happened. But looking at the Chris Brown and shit, we don't, we never go back and realize that they both were fucked up. Yeah, granted, but Rihanna like was Rihanna more just, fucked up. Um, Rihanna, like that you were saying, a couple I think of she things. was aggressive. Yeah, you I'm was saying, a Pisces. I'm, I think she was aggressive. He said they were fighting. He said he ate that shit for years, and he was like, "Oh, and as you can see, Rihanna never came out and said that shit was or was not true. She Because she because knows she, better. Yeah, she she knows was the instigator. Right. Yeah. She's like, okay, cool. He beat the fuck out of me. Yes, men are naturally physically stronger than women. But now I'm willing to bank. Now she was the aggressor. I know she was the aggressor. Yeah, I never understand why she didn't go back and clear the room, like clear that up. Clear, you know, because she didn't want to incriminate. Because it's the thing you don't want to incriminate yourself, and you don't you don't want to seem like you're well, that stupid bitch for giving for giving an abuser. You don't have to be like I wouldn't even be like, oh, I was 
good girl. You don't have to go back and do all of that, but you could still defend. It was a misunderstanding. Yeah, she could have. She didn't defend. She yeah, she didn't defend him until the Ayana thing when she did. When she did that Ayana fix my life, it was too late at that point. Yeah, his they hate him already. He lost so much money because forever. That's why he bought his masters. He was smart. When all that shit was happening, he got his masters. He like did all that shit. He and that's so what I'm, that's why I feel like when it comes to giving him his flowers, it's not even the nigga is a power ranger. Yeah. The nigga can dance, yeah. he can draw, he can sing, he can, he can rap, act, he designs clothes. He can fight, he designs yeah. clothes. He does, he he's everything. smart. He's a really the nigga is smart. And he's a and he, I love the, the celebrities you can look at him, you can tell he's a good father. He's a good ass. He's doing a damn good job with that big head ass little girl. You ain't never heard no shit about him in royalty other than the fact that Nia had wanted more child support and he was like, that shit not happening and that was it. Right. Like, you ain't never heard that bitch come out and be like, Chris, don't take care of you. Nah, They're always nigga. together. She got her little YouTube channel. She be dancing. No, she, that nigga is a good ass And she's so pretty. Yeah, he's a good ass so, I'm so happy. That's what's up. And you know what? Yeah. Not only that, he keep the pussy in rotation. He recruit, <laughs> he recruit the Hollywood pussy. He do. Chris Brown, one of the only niggas who don't rotate the holes. He get him, he get outside, yeah. yeah. He, he get, bring him in because he yeah, made Karushi famous. famous. I will say yeah. he gave and her I, career. And this is so many things that I feel like people don't give Chris Brown credit for. People be like, oh, he have a type. Okay, if the nigga got a type, let him have a type. But if you go and watch this man videos. He don't have no big booty holes in his shit. What's he, wrong with having a tight? No, but the thing about it is what I appreciate about Chris Brown when it comes to his visuals, he gets it's pretty dancers. He t- you can tell that nigga takes his craft serious. serious because yeah. if you go and watch his videos, it'll be a bunch of women, but you can tell that these women are dancers. They're yeah, not he just like handpicks like, them. He don't yeah, want just fine not bitches. just pretty yeah. faces. It's not just bitches with ass and titties. He will have some petite women and these bitches throw down. Like he really take the shit that he do serious. Of course, I'm a Chris Brown fan. But he still be he still be posting so fucking statuses and shit. Yeah, like he really like be hard up behind the shit that he do. I fuck so, I've always been a huge Chris Brown fan. I feel fan. like he deserves flowers in multiple yeah. arenas. They don't. But he don't get it. He don't get it. I started fucking with Chris Brown when I went to his concert for my sister. Mm-hmm. I was just dealt with her because she was a fan, and you I was like, in that bitch. I'm like, what you see? I'm like, yeah. Like, so like, Indigo, Indigo, how many tracks they had on Indigo? So many. Like, so fucking like, many. But I, that bitch stayed on the hey, charts for over a year, hey, I think Google. it was. Hey, Google. Bitch. How many songs are on Chris Brown's album, Indigo? 42 songs. Damn. <laughs> and then there's Harper Gonna Full Moon. I never went through all those songs. Yeah, I can't do that. I get tired of somebody's voice. Excuse me. It was either Indigo or Heartbreak on the full moon. That bitch sit on the Google, shut up. Oh, wow. Find out more. Look for the link in the Google Home. This is going to hit you so aggressive with your Google on the spot, baby. I don't give a fuck. I asked one question and she gave me like a full breakdown. Yeah, yeah <laughs> like one of them stayed on the charts. I remember because he posted and he's like, you know, people always talk about shit that I do and all the music that I drop, but my shit stays on the charts. It might not be the top 100, top 10, but. The shit stayed. That was a fire ass album. That was a fire. Somebody out there is still listening to these long ass albums, and yeah. I'm one of them people. Yeah, royalty was a uh, royalty was a real R and B album. Yeah, like he had yeah. a few little yeah. like radio bops, but that was a fucking fire ass R and B album. His radio, like his singles, his radio, was his really good. Good. He always he always made the best singles. Um, Chris Brown is 
Oh, if it's not his song, it's a feature. Like, mm-hmm. it's always... Because if you think radio. about it, either his singles or other people's singles that he featured on almost always last on the radio at least a full year before you start playing it. That's a long time to be yeah. running on the radio. They still playing Play No Games like it came out. And that shit... And I, yeah, that's still, my shit. That's my shit. That's my shit. Yeah. Damn ho- that's a summer song. That is my yeah, summer song. They fucked up. It was on the radio for a year while he was in jail. Yeah, yeah wasn't it? That was like 2014. It was like Jason yeah. Derulo. You better drive while you can because that motherfucker. He, he did. He and that's when he had that song. Um, that wiggle, wiggle, wiggle. Yeah, that was yeah. my shit. I ain't gonna lie. Wiggle, wiggle. We wiggle. was like, okay, Jason trying to get some radio play while Chris Brown locked up. That whole that whole EP radio. was fire because he had um, bubblegum. Because as corny as Jason Derulo is, he when he makes music, he makes good music. Good. That Tainted Love shit, that TikTok shit, that was whack. That was with BTS, that was fucking whack. But his actual fucking song that yeah, he drops on fire. I like his pop music. I remember when he yeah. first dropped. Because he can like, sing his ass off. Man. His voice, his voice oh, yeah. is kind of annoying. It's aggressive. But he can sing his ass off. Yeah, I was like, who is this young man talking I miss about Mario. what I like Mario. Mario can sing his Mario ass off too. Sing. Mario and Amorion of two of the, like, the very rare nasal singers. Well, you can tell it's coming straight from their noise, but it and knows, Mario got a but it sounds nose. good. That sh- that's why he can sing. That shit is like fucking fists. He can you can fit he fists of that motherfucker. He can start bowling balls on his nose. That's how big his nose is, but that bitch can sing. He can sing. He can sing. He be fucking going live and shit on Instagram, like reminding motherfuckers. He was on some podcast like last year talking about I'm making a comeback, right? Because you want you to. Right, was like, he was. Best man. Wait, Amari on singing? No, no Mario. Mario. Don't play with. He's Mario, not the best. He's not the best, but he's up there. Yeah, he can sing. I give him that. But he's he's up there. He's in the, he he's in the top some, fifteen. He gotta put some more work out. Really? I think he's in the top fifteen. We can still put the light on it, but I'm gonna I, go I gotta give him the top fifteen. I give him the top fifteen. Okay, but we can maybe do a fifteen. He might do like fourteen. Exactly. He He'll be, be fifteen. He, he might be eleven. If he's in the top fifteen, he's fifteen. Okay. Like, no, he's okay. yeah, he's in the very I bottom. Go for that. Yeah, because when it comes to if you go back and listen, if you go back and listen to his shit, like um, girl, turn me up and let it come through your speak, like yeah. that era, like go that album. That's what I was trying to remember the name. But he didn't have good albums. But yeah. his vocal like, ability, right. he really, he can, he can fucking sing the but note, the, the album. range. You giving me two songs in? You giving me? I don't. I, I, that's, that's the thing. Brandy, that's Brandy problem. Yeah. Two, because she can her fucking sing her ass off. You notice every time we all together, it become a fucking music episode. <laughs> every time, every time we do this, for real, every time it always becomes yeah. a music episode. But okay, so I guess <laughs> to go try to stick to the outline, I'll start with you, Terry. What parenting advice would you give your parents? Ooh, okay. My dad, he a fucking dad. Um, I guess just take care of your responsibility. <laughs> I was just thinking about some of the stories. You used to, yeah, I mean, like, you got mad at Kelvin. He was yeah, joking like, about your dad. Yeah, like just be a fucking dad. My dad was just, he's hes a man that just want, like lived his life. And it was his life and he did what he wanted. And he had kids. He just wasn't present. He was present, but he wasn't, he was, okay, for, he had two sets of kids. He had a wife and had two children and then he had my mom and two children so i was part of the second set so the second set was kind of like the better set because he was in the house right 
So he was like, oh, we're, I'm playing, you know, we're married, we're together. But you still had a role of the man of the house and as the father. And then when my mom died, that kind of like, he just was like, fuck it, I'm a man now. Like, so it was just like. Kind of slacked up. Yeah. Yeah, you, you and your sisters grew up, like, everyone was yes. like raised each other. Yeah, so it was just like, you just kind of like dropped the ball. Like, one, my mom carried it. So once she was gone, we saw that like you wasn't even the man. Like the right. man, she built the man that you we thought you was. She built it. That's most like American families. Yeah. So it's like the mom, the matriarch is always the backbone. The nigga is usually just the one with the paycheck. Yeah, for sure. Paycheck. Same question for you, Dave. Uh, for my, were you finished? Oh yeah, I'm done. Oh, um, uh, for my, I'm sorry, my mom. For my mama. If I had to give her advice, it would just be um, to be more, make herself easier to talk to. Um, like, make, you know, come make your children feel comfortable coming to you with anything. There was definitely limits on what I felt like I could have talked to my mama about. Especially coming up now, anything, but anyway, as a child, I wasn't like that. For my dad, <laughs> I, and my daddy wasn't a terrible father I definitely wouldn't say that but uh, not to put money over family because he I understood he came from a background where he just knew that men were supposed to make sure that the house was taken care of but that took away personal experiences with his children so if I don't know if he knows that like to this day that his children feel like we missed a lot because he was always working and for him and he wasn't in the house because my parents were separated but just when there was chances for him to be there he passed up a lot of those chances to go to work so just be mindful that kids especially children are impressionable and they they develop their self-esteem a lot based on how their parents treat them and make them feel and so just make sure your children know that you care but money is not always the most important thing thanks that's basically the advice I would give my daddy my daddy was more of a preacher than a dad <coughs> which we all know you know growing up in a religious household we was in church more than we was anywhere else we was basically in church five out of seven days out the week Last week you skated over something too. We were talking about like the what? darkest woman's like, yeah, one of my dad gave me a black eye. And it was like, yeah. And like even listening back to the episode, you was, we both be like, you could hear us look at each other. It was like, yeah. And you just kept going like, what the fuck? Yeah, yeah. My daddy dragged me from the front door all the way to the kitchen, like on the floor by my head. Cause you got suspended, us, sister. Yeah, I got a black eye too. Cause I ran the red light. Yeah, I got suspended for getting caught on camera kissing a guy. As opposed to like my daddy finding like condom wrappers and laundry, and he just giving a stern talking to me. Nah, like, to your brothers, and then yeah, he... no, my daddy fucked me up. Him and my mama actually, like my mama was smacking the fuck out of me. You think? I feel like from their perspective, they're always more con- parents are more concerned about their daughters because they don't want the daughters to get pregnant. Is that the third? But I, I mean, feel like the pressure daddy, should be even. But I definitely told my mama. I said from like I told her this recently. I was like from that day forward. I was like I always knew how to handle your husband going forward 
Because once I have a certain type of experience with you, who you are in relation to me, I don't really care. Like, I tell people all the time, like, my mama, mama died. And they like, your grandma. I'm like, come mama. Yeah, my mom, my mom. Like, y'all didn't really, yeah, you, yeah. y'all didn't have a relationship like that. Like, I told my mom, it got so bad to the point with my mama that I told my mama, I was like, I don't want to see her again. Unless she is in this house, I'm not going to see her. I don't want to. I don't care how sick she is. That's just how things work for me. And my mama fails to, like, understand or realize that. But that's just the type of person I am. Once I have a certain experience with you, I know how to deal with you going forward. So ever since, like, I had that little situation with my daddy, and he kind of likes to, like, get loud and assert himself in his position and who he is. Like, I want to say recently, me and my daddy had, like, a little back and forth, but it really wasn't that deep to the point that he had to be like, I'm grown. And I looked at him, and I was like, bro, I've moved out of here, paid my own bills. Like, he was like, I'm grown. And I'm like, as am I. And And he had nothing to say after that. So, like, I told my mom, I was like, you know, I just know how to handle him going forward. I don't really trip. Like, I was in his nutsack, but other than that, that's just another nigga. Right. I don't really care. Um, as far as advice given to my mama as being a parent, I mean, I don't really have nothing to really say about her parenting skills because, I mean, she just did what she could with four kids. I mean, they did a great job, I would like to say, uh, but she don't really... I feel like she don't really parent. Or she didn't. I mean, that's just how I look at things because I feel like when you're a parent, when I want to refer to you as a parent, you know, things are always on the scale for me. But, like, you actually teach your kids something. I don't feel like my parents taught me anything. That's just me. Like, I'm mannerable because my parents taught me how to be mannerable. Before I was, like, surviving and shit. Damn. Yeah, it's my, like my parents didn't really give me anything other than the fact that they stayed together. Right, and they like you know put clothes on your back and shit like that. Yeah. But it, a lot of parents feel like the, the bare minimum is, is like it's, right, it's, like I put clothes on your back, put a roof over your head. It doesn't work like that for me. That's what yeah. you were supposed it's to do because hard, you're firm. Oh, I want but you to sing it. But I can't hold that against you because you don't know how to be a right. parent. I don't know how to be a parent. So my only advice would be like. They could have taught us some shit. Like, far as, like, being a woman and having good hygiene and cert- certain shit that I do for myself. My mama didn't take me to my first gyno appointment. My mama didn't do none of that shit. So, it's just like, she was just like, oh, you need to go to the gynecologist. I'm like, okay, so are you going to come with me when I get right, a mammogram? Right. Are you going to come with me when I go to the gynecologist? But at the same time, you're like, oh, I thought we had a relationship, but we could talk about anything. Why? I just let some stranger look at my coochie and you wasn't there for me, mom. Like, right. So, like, far as, like, being a woman and conducting myself as a woman, close your legs, you know what I'm saying? Like, don't be out here being fast, but that's it. Like, my parents didn't really teach me nothing. But then that's, like, you said, because now I'm thinking about it. You were saying how, parent, like, to you it's on a scale. Now you got me thinking parenting is really on a scale because to I could give my kids something that my mama didn't give me and right. that not be enough for my child. But it's right. still parenting. You can't exactly. take away that it's parenting. Exactly. If you have children, you're a parent. I heard a perspective earlier and it was like, uh, it was Ebony K. Williams who actually said it. She's like, somehow society has built this idea that children are the center of the universe. Like their needs, their desires, mm-hmm. and like their... And she said, I feel like that's bullshit. And I understand what she means by that because I feel like, and my mom suffered from it a lot as well, 
a lot of parents forget that they're still an individual human being yeah. with wants, desires, yeah. and you know, and shit like that. And when you allow kids to become the focal point of everything you, you do, yeah. you lose yourself and you're bound to start resenting your kids. Yeah. Because my mom... That's why I had to get over the resentment that I had with my parents because I realized my parents were 17 and 18 when they were pregnant and got married. My parents graduated high school in May. They were married in June and my mom was three months pregnant. And then four years later, they had three more motherfuckers. They literally like didn't have a chance to grow up. Yeah, right, my right. parents. I grew up with my children. My parents have never my lived mom, alone. My, too. my parents have never lived alone. They went from living with their parents to, living to with getting their kids. pregnant to getting married to moving back in with my grandmother while they were married with their first child, and then they finally moved to the east, had their own spot, and then more kids came. Some of us left. Some of us came back. Some of us left. Some of us came back. And we're still there. My parents are 50 and 51, and they've never lived alone. My mom neither. Me and my brother are still Damn. in the house. I've That's never, I just realized that my mom has never yeah. lived. She went from living with my grandmother. She had my older brother. My grandmother passed away, and it was always just like kids were there. My uncle was there. Like, and I tell my mom all the time, I'm like, bro, I low-key feel sorry for you. And I'm like, I understand you and daddy be like, y'all can stay here as long as y'all can, da, da, da. I'm dying as an individual being in the house and I'm the child and they want to take care of me. But I, it's just like, I know certain ways that I want to express myself and do certain things. I cannot do it in the house. They're always going to be my parents and right. I always got to respect the house. And they always be like, oh, you can stay, you can stay, you can stay. And I'm like, bro, y'all need to live by y'all. Y'all now have grandchildren yeah. and y'all have not lived alone. But I was, I don't know. I don't want, I don't want to kick my children out. It's not about kicking them out, but at the same time, you do have to, it's like some kicking them out the nest type shit. Yeah, if you, you have can the luxury never. of expressing yourself and doing what you wanted and being the person you want to be, you could probably be like, I don't ever want my kids to leave. My parents never had that experience. But even outside of that, for like her perspective for the kids, because that's the only way to be a fucking adult. Like my yeah. younger siblings are crippled because in the back of their minds, they always knew that they could go to my mom's house. I don't think like that because I know I can't. Could you imagine me packing up my entire fucking house, all, you know, fucking three fucking rooms of shit, putting it in my mom fucking mama's house? Like, my siblings, they don't have, they don't own a lot of shit because they've always had that. And it's not, that's not a, like a disrespect or knock to like my older brother and shit, but my brother went from living with my mom, living with his crazy ass ex-girlfriend to back to living with my mom and shit like that. So it was like, even then he still had that safety net. Yeah. Like with my landlord selling my house and shit, I literally was stressed the fuck out for like a month straight. Like, what the fuck am I going to do? Right, and I'm like, that's never crossed my fucking mind. I like the fact, I like the fact to have a safety net. I did it already. Yeah, one time. I didn't have a safety net. So... For me, you gotta you. It's on you. You right, can't you fail. So mm-hmm. I didn't have that safety net. Like I can go live with my mom, or if I fuck up, I could do this. Mm-hmm. It was, it's you. You gotta do it. So in my mind, I'm okay with having the safety mm-hmm. net for you, but I still gonna teach you and push you. I'm, right. I'm still gonna motivate you to yeah, get your to own do shit. You. I'm gonna like. I'm not gonna let you just be a pothead in the room and just right, can't right, like. Right. Right. You, you, ain't got you, no, you ain't got no skills to survive. Yeah, that. either I'm going to give you a skill, you're going to find a skill, yeah. or we're like yeah, like, just going to be beefing. Some of the craziest shit happened. Like, I can show you like how crippled like my brothers are, like how much they really don't know shit. So I've had, I used to have a Toyota Corolla, my little 03 Hoopty. I had it since I was 17 and 18. I just got rid of it at 24, 25. I'm 25 now, so I've always had my Hoopty. My brother had it for like a month and a half, and he got in a hit and run accident. 
he was pulling out to turn and like somebody hit him or that's the story and knocked the bumper off the car. Now I've always had the car, always paid insurance on and so on and so forth. The people kept going, my brother, he left. And we was just like, why did you leave? Like, why didn't like, you know, you call the police, why right. didn't you call us? And he think about the fact like he had his gun on him so on and so forth. Like he's not even like, they like, know the real world so, scenario. He's so it. used to like yeah, being a hustler. Right. He's so used to being a hustler, like riding dirty and like not knowing the law, which is terrible. Right. But he didn't even think about the fact that oh, insurance, I'm fine. Right. Ain't nobody thinking about me hustling. I got in the accident. This ain't even about a hustle right now. And so I was so annoyed because my parents just was like, "Girl, he just left." Da 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 da. But I was annoyed because I'm like, bro, all of the years that I had this car and I had been paying insurance. And taking care of it. And, and your I, bumper got knocked off by a nigga. It was a chance to use this. <laughs> right. I'm like, I have, been paying, I have been paying insurance for years on a hoopty and been driving safely. I didn't get no money, no cash back. This ain't no all-state special, like... And here it is, all of the money that I have spent on insurance. I'm like, bro, what have I been paying insurance for? And my parents was just like, girl, he just left. And I'm just like, that's how much our parents have, like, taught us. Like, he don't know shit about car insurance. I mean, so, why while while y'all was saying that, coming to think, my mom didn't really... You just learned so this shit. she... And I'm I not always saying, say, like, they have to break shit down to that degree. Right. She, my mom explained but, things to the, to the best of her ability, right? So my mom first started having kids at 16. Mm-hmm. So you're literally growing up. Then she was taking care of my grandmother. My grandmother had severe diabetes. She was pretty much bedridden. My mom was taking care of her. So you're taking care of your dying mother, taking care of these fucking big head ass kids right. while you're literally growing up. My uncle was an alcoholic. There's so right. many. And my other right. uncle, so my Uncle Michael, God rest his soul, he was a fucking spreading rumors. My mom was a drug addict. Like, oh, kind of stupid shit. Right. There's so much going on, and you're 18, 19 years old trying to figure some shit out, right? So I still remember when my mom was 24, like, Talking about her twenty fourth birthday, like I can vividly yeah. remember that shit. I remember like my like we fussing down playing video games. My right, and that's my mom. My mom was the the young mom double dutching with us and like fucking mm-hmm. running barefoot and shit in the neighborhood and shit. And so we literally like without out her realizing, I didn't realize this. Today pointed it out. Like I grew up around hella gay men. Grew up around hella you know transgender women. Blah blah blah. So I grew up desensitized to the shit, which is why for so long my personality felt like alternative. It's because people always like, oh, they're trying to normalize shit because it is normal. I literally got to it see these people vulnerable and shit like that. But as far like I learned how to cook by watching my mom. Like I learned how to clean up by watching my mom. And then eventually she's like, do this, do that. And she can't raise a man. Like, all she knows how to do is be a woman, you know, I'm going to put clothes on their back, keep a roof over their head, and just get them to we fucking... make it together. Right. Get to adulthood without them dying. You know, I'm going to yeah. beat their ass before yeah. the cops beat their I ass. That's what they thought, be keep them alive. Like, and that's right. literally, like, and I tell my mom all the time, I was like, you did the best that you could. And when I first started using, I pay attention to my words, because the last thing I want is to be misunderstood. So when the first time I said that to my mom, because it's not like I'm about to, you know, blow smoke up ass and be like, mom, you were the greatest mom ever, because you yeah. fucked up a lot. Like, I, you slugged me in my face. So I was like, well, watch your kids. Anything, like, I was like, I appreciate the fact that. Right. I told my mom and daddy, I was like, I appreciate the fact that you 
was like, if I appreciate anything about them being parents, is the fact that they were young, they made it with four kids, and like we ain't never seen my parents get out of pocket with each other. Yeah. Like my parents, you know, they've they've, they've they've like always been in the same. Like I've heard them like disagree, but they've always been in the same house together. I've never heard them like piece each other up. I never heard them cuss each other out. They ain't got like no fist fights, like. But that's good because a lot of people have toxic. Exactly. But that's why that's why I'm surprised people that. People be like, "Oh, super household," and it's like, yeah, the best. Yeah, and that's why I be like, "Don't look at that." It's on a scale. It's Everything is on a scale. Because just because you come from a two parent, technically, I come from a two parent household. My parents were separated, but they was legally married. My parents are back together now. So from the time I was 14 till I moved out of the house, I was in a two-parent household. But I also saw what my parents split up when I was five. And I saw how bad it was in the situation right. I was in. So you can't look at somebody and be like, you came from a two-parent household. Right. That's great. Yeah, but you don't know what happened between 1990, whatever, and how that affected me. Because exactly. I was the child my daddy left on. My right. brothers were older. They were. They didn't care. I was the kid who grew up without a daddy. Right. Right. It's like, dang, I get you. And now, all of a sudden, yeah, and I'm the girl. Not, and I'm the only girl. And you see, Damn. you know, my parents now, and people will be like, oh, look at mom and daddy. And I'll be like, yeah, no. I remember when like, <laughs> I met you, and I was like, my parents, my parents, parents were never together. Yeah. yeah, when I met you, I was like, oh, yeah, what are they doing? I know yeah. these are her parents, but what are they doing? I saw my. I saw my dad with my stepmom, but I like so I saw that aspect. But I still was was like an outsider because in that family I was the milkman's baby. I was like you know crack jokes and shit like that, and I was like kind of an outsider. Like the only thing I crack jokes, the only thing I got from my dad was a shitty disposition and a decent curl pattern because he literally didn't instill anything in me. He was a, a lying pretty boy, play hard nigga. What? I'm sorry. Hello. Wow. I'm recording. I'm calling you back. Love you. That's my brother. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> I was I was ignoring it, but he called, he called twice. I was like, okay, it must be kind of important. But like, my dad didn't really instill anything in me. Like, I remember the only time he chastised me, like, nigga, you in the back smoking weed and shit with your friends, you know, talking about women, and you tell me not to go in the corner. It's literally his house is on the corner. So it's like, I literally can only play in this little block. Yeah. So it's like, his, the only thing he does is, that's it, I go in the corner and pop me in my mouth. And I'm thinking to myself, like, nigga, you're never around. What the yeah. fuck is wrong with you putting your hands on me? Yeah. So it's like. Well, my dad, he, his thing of raising me was, because I was, my mom died when I was 13. So, like, I had to go with him. So he married some chick. And she, he wanted her to raise me. But yeah, he like was she's like not your fucking mama. over her, and I'm just in the house like. Wow. So she <laughs> she looking at me like, where's your dad? Like, so I'm like, what the fuck? And that's like my prime. Like I'm 13. I'm going right. going. You know, so like all that time, like. Yeah, yeah it, it's gonna keep falling. I'm taking all these bitches. Out. All that like all that time like my high school was kind of like ugh. Because, like, that was supposed to be my moment. Like, I watched my mom with my sister, like, you know, get her a job, get a car, you know, like, and all. You missed that, and yeah. I was like, I'm waiting for me. And then, like, I'm just it's with this so woman. Crazy like, that, like, you know, we talk about how we saying things from our perspective because I actually had that conversation with two out of three of my brothers. Like, for me, I was the youngest one. So by the time my parents had kids, I just got here and I fell in line. Like, I'm just like, okay, well, y'all clearly already got a routine. I got, like, nobody came after me. Like, I just had to fall in line. They had did it with the other three beforehand. But yeah. it's so crazy because 
like Jerry, he feels like he had to be an example because Jonathan was so weird. So Jerry felt like he had to be the older brother. And then Josh, he felt like, you know, however he felt because it's Josh. Josh got that middle child. Yeah, he got that middle child. He feels like, you know, nobody loves him. The whole world is always against him. And then there's me. I'm just like, well, I see everything everybody else was doing. So I'm going to just make sure I don't do it and enjoy the ride. (laughs) Yeah, I'm like, I was the sneaky one. Everybody else was getting in trouble. I was the sneaky one. So you guys just have fun. I'm going to be here wilding out, expressing myself, doing drugs. <laughs> doing drugs and I having might, sex. I might get caught and I'm going to just be like, oh, girl, it's just a little bit of me. <laughs> I really do much of this thing. But if, to wrap that topic up, the only advice that I would give to my mom is just be a little more present. Like, just not even with me because I... And if she heard this, she probably would take offense to it and I would elaborate to her. Mm-hmm. I kind of raised myself. I saw it was I was I've always been a super aware kid. So it was like when I tell people I've literally been the same person since I was a baby. Yeah. I liter- my self awareness just grew. Yeah. Personality has always been the same. Everything like that. So I kind of raised myself and I saw like I knew what kind of man I wanted to be because growing up with a single mom, my mom met my stepdad when I was nine. So prior to that, I was like I was conscious that my mom was dating. I was conscious that my mom was still seeking a mate. She was in her fucking early 20s. So I knew the type of man I want to be. I want to sweep women off their feet. I want to be charming. I want to be the type of man that has their girl bragging on the phone to their, to their girlfriends like my mom did. You know, I, I saw that shit. And I saw this that I wanted... we're friends because I was the same way growing up. Exactly. So it's like and watching these romantic comedies. That's why I'm so corny yes! now. So it's like that really, yes! that really shaped me and formed me. Yes. But I would advise her to be more present with my younger siblings because being that my mom started having kids at such an early age, naturally when she started having daughters, and both my sisters are, were beautiful. They were beautiful young women. And especially the youngest one, she started developing at a very early age. And I've said it before in this podcast, both my little sisters have fucking daddy issues. It just manifested in different ways. Mm-hmm. One, she's like felt like her daddy could do no wrong. She just wanted his love and his acceptance. The other sought that love and acceptance in the arms of other men sexually. So to instead of sitting them down and be like, okay, these are the mistakes I made as a young woman, having sex unprotected, rebelling against my mom, you know, just that and the third. I, I don't want y'all to go down the same path. She came down on them so hard. You ain't gonna be the fucking hoe in my house, blah, 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 blah. And like very like physically like chastising them. And even then I was always on some, it ain't gotta be that deep, mom. It ain't gotta be that hard. And th- that's when I was the family asshole. You don't fucking, you don't fucking know, you know, you come around, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, but this is why I don't come around because I don't agree with what's going on. And no parent wants to hear their child tell them they're wrong which is why my mom and i didn't talk for fucking months last year because i'm at this point now it's like i'm an adult we've always had this great relationship you're my parent and my friend so i need you to respect my mind i'm i'm never going to just sit here and just take some shit like oh that's my mama fuck no because you're my mom i want to tell you you're wrong 10 times more because just because you're an adult just and you don't want people to fall into their mindset oh this is just how i am my mom is 47 years old you're still so fucking young Right. Way yeah. too young to fall into the mindset that this is just who the fuck I am. You might be 40, but should God grant you 20 more years, you're only 60. And that's not even yeah. old. Yeah. And that's a young age to now have children that are older because even her youngest kids are older yeah. versus like my parents. I'm the youngest, but my parents was in their late 50s by the time they got rid of all of their children. Yeah, my mom. my so, mom's youngest child is 20. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so that's good. To, to Your children are adults and you're just 47? 
But they all that. still live with except me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so my older brother. So, but and, that ain't her responsibility. But she's still doing it. It's like, you know, never parents, all that shit. Just how, like, Racy said, her parents have never lived alone. Mm-hmm. When you've never, like, lived alone, you don't want to. No matter how much you profess, like, I want an empty house. Because when my mom left the last house she was in, my mom was homeless for a bit. You know, she was, you know, getting situated. You didn't have to get a three-bedroom home. You could have got a one-bedroom for just yeah. you. You got that three-bedroom home because you, as much as you complain about it, you like knowing that your older brother can come lie on you when he needs, that just your, your oldest son can do it, your youngest kids, because she'll get on the phone and complain to me like till she's blue in the face, but then the day you open the door for them. Yeah. And that's because how she's developed her sense of, of being. Worth, right. Yeah. And that's okay, but don't lie. Yeah. <laughs> and don't say you don't enjoy it. It's not a lie. She's not aware. And when I be trying, when I be trying to make her aware, I'm the asshole. And so that's why yeah. I've kind of like developed. I'm with my mama. I'm just like, bro, like, like my mama has this thing where she always wants to like teach me new life skills. All of a sudden, that I'm adult, and I'm just like, please don't. No, only because, like, you're going to teach me this new life skill so I can apply it in your home. But you're going to let your son run in and out your house. Right. Don't bother me. And that's why I say, like, my mom, she taught me a lot of domestic skills. Yeah. So it's like from that, even when she was trying to, from her perspective, she's like, I'm going to teach you all this shit so you never need a woman. But then at the day, from society's point of view, like, oh, she taught you those woman skills type shit. Because to this day, I've never been with a female who can cook. I've never, like, right. I've had to teach my because girls how women to. women are teaching it. They daughters the opposite because my and I can say this for myself, mom and I'm sorry, I know mm-hmm. you was about to say something. Um, my mama taught me you're not gonna ever need a man. That's how I was raised. But my mama had to deal with a man who was, you know, in and right. out on her. So she was like, Oh, my only daughter, you ain't gonna need no man. You gonna have your own money. You which is have your own so this. amazing. Which is good because I do. I have my own money, your I have own my shit. own everything. Yeah. And I get it by myself. I, I attack my own goals. But I don't necessarily have domestic skills. Mm. So and what I do have, I had to learn that on my And my mom would teach me about money. My literally everything my mom taught me was work you big as fuck like work out do sports I was always able to draw you smart draw 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 it was more so lean into your naturally God given talents it wasn't like fostering anything else my mom like to this my approach to money up until maybe last year the pandemic fucking seven miles down my outlook because growing up I had two jobs when I was 16 17 years old my mom, I used to have my mom, you know, pay bills and shit, take care of my siblings and shit like that. So at a certain point at 17 years old, I was like, damn, I have two jobs and I'm always broke. So what I would do was the moment I got paid, I'd spend all my money so my mom couldn't ask me for any. And that kind of, <laughs> and that kind of crossed into my adulthood. And then it kind of like translated into, you know, like had having a girlfriend who was kind of a fucking, kind of a gold digger. So yeah, it was, right. it was kind of like. Well, shit, I'm going to hurry up and spend money on shit that I want and, like, the bills and shit and then blah, blah, blah. And so, finally, like, last year, the pandemic, I'm like, damn, nigga. Like, when I was looking at how much money he was making. Yeah, we made fucking I was like, money. holy shit. I was like, my average was 6000 a month. And it's like, to some people, they're like, that's not that much money. That's nigga, 6000 a month making like, money. Yes. When it stopped, I was like, what the fuck? And that's what really, because yeah. I've never had to worry about money in my adult life because working in the service industry, especially working in New Orleans, you money is nothing. Like, 
boom, you know, my, 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 if my bills was 2,500, I knew, okay, two weeks. Yeah. Two weeks. Boom. Boom. And then the rest of the money I'm traveling. That's why I used to take trips every four months. Like I come stack my money and not when that pandemic hit, I'm like, nigga, you ain't got shit to show for it. You've been making all this money for so long. You've had this, this outlook of like, get the money. Take care of what needs to be taken care of, but the rest is free money. Right, and it's that's not. But the pandemic has also taught me that no matter what, money can be made. Yes, and it also taught me that you have to have a skill. Like you have to, you have to have something that nobody could take from you. And for me, it's these hands and this mouth. Yeah, you don't need nobody. Like (laughs) my speaking, so I can. But everywhere I go, especially (laughs) lately, and I feel like because I was starting to doubt, I was starting to doubt this platform, like doubting the podcast and shit like that. But there's a few things that have happened over the past few weeks. One, Dylan texts me randomly in the middle of the night. He's like, "Bro, I don't even fucking know." He was like, "This came with my." He's listened to the podcast. He's like, "This came with my suggestions." He's like, "This came with my suggestions." He's like, "I didn't even realize it was you at first. He's like, "Hold the fuck up." He said, I've been listening to it every day of my way home for work. I'm like, dude, that means the world to me. Wow. And it's like, I look at my analytics all the time. Fucking 15 countries now, we get downloads. Woo-hoo. People talk to me all the time and shit like that. But it's still, like, if you don't feel that magic, you just don't feel that you magic. You gotta keep doing it. Exactly. You gotta, but like, everywhere keep I go it. lately, people have been like, dude, you have such an amazing voice. It's like, please don't, please don't tell me this is the only thing you do. Nice voice. Your voice is so amazing. And I'm like, and so it re-motivated me right and i'm like and i'm like well it's funny you mentioned that i have a podcast and they're like oh what is it what is it and it's like so and i'm like okay cool this is god let me know because this this thing costs me money right but i don't care on some shit but at the end of the day like me working these two jobs and switching like right now i have more stress than i do money so it's like shit this it costs you money now but it's not gonna cost you money later you pay attention to the universe you you gotta just trust the process i was walking somewhere the other day and a butterfly landed on my shoulder and then it flew away and i almost freaked the fuck out I'm, I don't like bugs. I don't care how big I am. That's so funny. I was in my backyard last week and I saw like two butterflies. Like, butterflies mean new beginnings. That's so crazy. And my grandmother loves butterflies. And like anytime I see a butterfly, I just be like, oh, hey, Bernadette. Like even though we didn't kick it, like I feel like anytime I see a butterfly. Yeah, I'm moving like, this shit next week. That's, that's my girl. I kind of want to double back on like, y'all was talking about like y'all having like domestic skills, so on and so forth. So it's funny for me because like my parents have always been together. My dad has always worked. My mom, she worked, like, short periods of time, like, over courses of years or whatnot. She used to work at Charity Hospital. She used to be, like, a data entry clerk. And she did that for some time. And then, like, Katrina hit, and she's had, like, other jobs. But my mom is basically a stay-at-home wife. And it's so crazy because my dad will always tell me, like, you know, you ain't going to need a man for nothing. You know, you you know, take care of yourself, make your own money, da 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 My mom has never, ever been like, you ain't going to you know what I think? You know what I think? It's, Some of that shit. It's, it's, no, no, but it's, it's the crazy, it's the craziest thing to me because if I can say anything, I say my mama didn't really like teach me anything. If I would say anything, I low key feel like my mama, if she's taught me anything, only by seeing her. I know how to be a stay-at-home bitch. Right. And know how to make... No, real But spill. a lot of men want that. Real spill. But a lot of no, other men. No, no. <laughs> like, like, I mean, real, we make it, we both making money in this bitch. Listen, <laughs> I, I'm... It's Listen, equal opportunity. I can most def- I know I can be a stay-at-home wife. I know that. You know, I'm, 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 I'm an adorable person. I'll be a stay-at-home husband. I, I'm an adorable person. I know there's are I'll be making money behind the scenes, but I'll be a stay-at-home husband. I love to cook. 
I, I know I can have sponsors. I know that. I, I choose not to. But I find it hilarious that my dad has always been like, you know, you're going to make your own money. You ain't going to need a man for nothing. Just that and third. My mother has basically always lived off of my father. Which is why he's telling you. You don't. He exactly. Don't. So you think, exactly you think sometimes they realize they, they made mistakes. It's like, I built this life and I built, I set this standard. But I don't want this for myself. But, but which, what is crazy is that I've heard my dad say, like, he don't want mom to work. But do you think he's he probably, only saying he like to take care of her? But you, it's probably it's just ingrained in him. He grew up in a different generation to where he feels like that's or his manly duties. Will her skills be missing if she goes to right? Because can your dad this, cook? This can your dad thing. clean and shit this like that? The thing, y'all, my, my house dynamic is so crazy because my mom is lazy. I was about to say you really the uh, so you do I, I pretty much do everything. In so house do you think did she become lazy like that when you like got older? Because my mom became lazy once my mom realized I could I'm cook and clean. She my, my mom cook. she checked the fuck out, I boy. Mean, probably that that's I don't probably dishes. Was yeah, yeah, my mom checked the fuck but out. But at the same time, I find it so interesting that my dad always was like, "This is the type of woman you should and would be." I guess because he's like, "I'm a man, and this is the type of woman that I know men do not want." So let me ingrain in my daughter the type of woman to be that a man would be interested in, but also you not need that nigga. Because my mama has never been like, this is the type of woman you should be. This is the type of lady you should be. It was just like... Yeah. Coming, it it's like missing pieces, yeah. Because yeah, my mom like, never sat me down and was, was like, "This is this is how you should treat a woman." She was just never like, "Daddy, you saying your daddy?" Was Mine's like, never well, either, but my mom used no. to say stuff like, "Um, like I never forget they had two women outside fighting over a guy, and she was like, I 'I don't never want you to do that.'" My mom would just be like, "Let me show you how to wash these white clothes." Let me show you how to work. Let me show you how to separate like, these clothes. That's what stuff. This is how you clean this chicken. Yeah. This is what she, like that's all she ever really yeah, did. Yeah, come chop these bell peppers. Come peel yeah, these shrimp type all, shit. But it never was like a you know like this a, is yeah. She was just like, I need you to come and do this for me. And then she'll be like, This is how you do it. I'm just like, I did not think this. I did not think this topic would go this long. No. I'm like, bro, why are you like why you didn't go get your sons to show them how to do this shit? Like, why are you bothering me to show me how to do this? So it's so crazy because like I feel like, of course, naturally I'm a nurturer. I know how to take care of a house because I've always done it. Why well, do that with my oldest? I've always taken care of like my parents. But he likes to cook, him. huh? He has no choice. Because you hate to cook. Well, it's not that I hate to cook, but it's I'm this. Everybody's in the house. We is this a team work? Like I don't the roles like the traditional roles. Um, that's not the that's, no that's, like that's it's that, about, it's basic life skills. Yeah, like we're all in this. My house. My sisters can't cook. We're all in this hey. house. When I was young, my dad like made little, but we didn't really cook. Like my dad cooked some shit up quick, like egg and rice. So you know, yeah, like yeah. the hood. But, yeah, we yeah. ate, but I didn't know how to cook. Like, and then when my mom died, I really didn't know I like. So now I'm learning how to cook. You got to be in the kitchen. Like, we all learning. Right, right. Everybody's learning. Mm-hmm. Everybody's learning how to cook. Everybody's learning how to clean the kitchen. That's how everybody's it washing be. dishes. Yeah, that's how it everybody's be. on washing clothes. Like, everybody has to do you something. Got, everybody got to know basics. Because I can't. My mother didn't know about car insurance. He cleaned the seat. I can't. I've been insurance for years. I'm on my money I can't make my son feel like he. I don't even want him to feel like he needs something. Or even if he get in a relationship, he needs to have something. Like, I've talk, like, talked about, about that girl, before. The girl at work all day, at least he can make a taco or something. Right. I've like, talked about that yeah. before. Like, that's where I'm in this a very awkward place in the dating world because I don't need a part. There's nothing a woman can yeah, bring in my life that I, I actually need. Exactly. Yeah, that's not but 
you know what boggles my mind about like my mom well, and daddy? Like pussy. That's the <laughs> that's I mean, yeah. What boggles my mind about my mom and daddy is that my daddy would be like at work all day. And I I'm just I'm very different. My daddy would be at work all day. And so like I'll probably come downstairs like in the afternoon, like I'll take probably leftovers or food out. That way like by the time my daddy get home, you know, it's not freezing cold. He could just make him a little plate and eat food. That's and really my, sweet of you. My mama she don't do that type of stuff. Because she know you're gonna do it. Even if I don't do it, like she just does not do it. And and I'm just like, your man been at work. I don't do that either. Day. I think Dylan would just love for me to like t- today I was a really good girl. But my mama doesn't work. So I'm like, bro, the least you could do Which is crazy is make sure this work, nigga got a snack. Make sure my daddy eat every day with my daddy. Dog, home. my mama don't do like nothing but handle like house stuff. But I'm just like, bro, your your man yeah. fifty one. You know he he he's a he works in labor. You don't work like bro. You couldn't take like the corn. right right right. You couldn't warm the corn and rice, bro. I was about to say some corn and rice and some pork chops. That's right. I'm like Leslie. You do a little something. Right, right. right. It's from yesterday. It's already cooked. You ain't just gonna take it out and put it on. You ain't gonna put it on Accusimmer for my dude. Not Accusimmer. You ain't gonna you ain't gonna put you ain't gonna put the chicken on whole warm. You could just put the oven on two hundred. You gonna knock it down. Be content. And that's what that's why I'm like, oh, I know she be she gonna cook it. I know I can have a man taking care of me because like what I could bring like I've learned things to do based off of what I've seen, like I said. So I'm like, yo, I can can have a man living so comfortably, nigga will want me to stay at home. Right. Like real school. That's what I'm like, bro, I could be a stay at home type of bitch. I could do that. It's just the fact that I like to do stuff too much. Making me think a lot about my parents. Right, because yes. this was literally like subject number three on the outline. So this we gonna have to do the rest of this next week. Because yes, <laughs> like, this whole episode, which is yeah. went this but, is like parental analytics. It really, really is. Like that's gonna be the name of the episode because yeah. the original title I had does not fit. <laughs> no, it's definitely parental analytics because for the longest, like I will always think about stuff like that. I'm like, bro, my daddy would tell me you would not need a man for nothing, this, and the third. And then like my mama ain't ever, she'd be like, look, if a nigga want to take care of you. That's from from what I see. I mean, she said it. And I'm you know what's funny? It. My mom, my mom raised me to be like, you're not gonna need a woman. She tried to raise me and my older brother like this. You're like, you're not gonna need a woman for shit. But like now, I guess my mom probably didn't think I was gonna grow up to be attractive because like now she owns some. What? Now what? she owns some. She owns some. Well, if the woman won't pay for it, yeah. excuse me. And I showed you that screenshot earlier. God, women, yeah. women actively offering to be sugar mamas because yeah. you thought she was joking. She was in like yeah, was on my Facebook status earlier. Yeah, they be my, they be serious about it, and that's why I be wanting to crack jokes and shit on Twitter. Like, get y'all mamas, because <laughs> <laughs> they really do like. It'll be somebody mom will be the first one to drop hard eyes on, on something in my story. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, you didn't grow up to be something fine. That is so embarrassing. Hey. I would not want to be that mama. Get your mama. Oh. I am 
30. I mean, 30 is all. Okay, you're 30, but you're still like. A grown ass man. You're a grown ass man, but you're still like. You wasn't always that grown ass man to that mama. Hey, it's my, I'm gonna fuck the shit out their mama. They better get him. I'm a grow. But we gonna at least. I'm a, you. I mean, ah, you ain't shit. <laughs> but I do want to talk about this because this is the anniversary of the uh, Tulsa race massacres. So on May 31st, 1921, Tulsa, Oklahoma became the site of a horrific massacre that was shrouded in silence for decades. A white mob descended on the city's prosperous black enclave of Greenwood and proceeded to burn, loot, and kill until scores were dead and 35 city blocks were destroyed. 100 years later, Tulsa is still reckoning with this violent history. As it does, Americans across the country face another truth. Tulsa wasn't alone. Between the end of the Civil War and the 1940s, the destruction seen in Tulsa happened in various ways to communities of color across the country. These acts of racial violence took aim at the roots of generational wealth, shaping the nation in, in its inequities in ways we still see today. Don't put, why are you sad living? Because they hated <laughs> on us. Like, bro, what did black people do they other than mind our business? Where, oh, I, you know what's funny? I was just talking oh to one of my God. Uber drivers about this shit. It was this old lady. What was her name? And I was actually going to use her. So I know called no show at one of my jobs. And I was going to use her as an excuse. Miss Crystal. I was going to say, oh, I just left my, I forgot my car in the back of Uber, blah, blah, blah. But nah, I just didn't want to go. Fuck that job. If y'all listening, I love y'all. I don't give a fuck. But um, <laughs> we were talking about that. And she's in her opinion on it was completely fucking left field. She's like, you know why? Because we alien, the aliens are black. So when she Wait. said this, I, right, I always have my AirPods in my ears when I'm in car, when I'm in Uber and shit. I took the bitches out. I was like, hold on. And then, and then you know, when you hear people with that, like, uh, yeah, right. like, and she's like, she's like, yeah, she's like, what color you think the aliens? She's like, that's why the white people hate us. She's like, because the aliens are black, they know something. But you know what? Come on, Terry. But you know what? Terry. Wait, but you know what? Because this makes sense now because they got this girl, you know, I fuck with her. But she was always saying, yeah, because you're an alien. And she was on like high on that alien shit. And sometimes I don't really pay attention to it. But I don't know. Maybe it's some, I don't know. Maybe that's some people believe. Okay, so I think when people be like, oh, you're an alien or some shit. I think because some people were blessed with out-of-the-box personalities, right? Like, I could say that about everyone, literally everyone sitting around these fucking mics right now, we, we're all, quote-unquote, alternative people and in our communities and shit like that. We're all black. That the incense <laughs> Snaps poetically. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> but I don't... To say fucking alien, she's like, yeah, we aliens. She's like, they gonna see there's something out there because y'all did hear that Obama made the comment. He's like, yeah, one of the first things they talk about with everyone, there are some things out there that cannot be identified and we don't have any data on. And everybody's like, no, man, yeah, this is what I mean, UFOs. Like, nah, bitch, everybody's so desensitized, and they don't really realize, no, this is this was someone who had classified information telling you that there are things out there yeah. that we can't... Right, like that we can't... That we can't say shit on. I don't even know what the fuck this is. Right, but it's like, that shit... But I don't... To go as far as saying we're aliens, so if you want to say, why do white people... Why do they hate us? It's because, one, because they want to believe that... they want to be us. They want to believe that white is right, and they want to believe that, you know, they fear being a minority and I don't, even outside of that you want to go back to like the science before. even before that you want to go yeah. because they we're larger over here and got, 
we're large, we're you know more virile, we you know we're they hated anything our penis that is big. Was, like, the women are strong, right? right. It's not because it's, it's not a black thing. They hated anything they hated that was white. They hated Native Americans. They hated but even Asians, even then, you know. They just hated us because we like as much as they try to take us down. I think that's what it is. We too. fucking were populated. We really just fast we just too. did that shit. Like yeah, slavery you know they was, was fucking hard on as slave, fuck. Uh, yeah, fucking, so they not realizing. Yeah, that, like, when motherfuckers start making uh, positive songs and like literally seeing the silver lining in the clouds while you being right. whipped and your fucking your woman and then or we your running sister away, and then kids. we were like it. We, they were, we yeah, was just. Like these making soul food and shit. Thank you, because soul foods has has their fucking roots in slavery. Like you literally were getting the scraps. scraps You were getting the scraps and shit, and you made dinners out of it. That's how we got collard greens. And you know how they did hush puppies? They used to take it and um to feed the um dogs when they run away. That's why they call them hush puppies. Oh wow! Check that out. Yeah. African American. (laughs) (laughs) But I definitely wanted to and be another thing. I wanted to say that. So, did y'all hear about Joe Rogan's bitch ass? No. So, Joe Rogan pretty much made the comments about how he fears there's going to be a snowball effect and eventually white men won't be allowed to go outside. So, his quotes, you can never be woke enough, Rogan said. That's the problem. It keeps going. It keeps going further and further and further down the line. And if you get to the point where you catapult, where you agree to all these demands, it'll eventually get to where straight white men are not allowed to talk because it's your privilege to express yourself when other people of color have been silenced throughout history. It'll be you're not allowed to go outside because so many people were in prison for so many years. I'm not joking. It really will get there. Well, if it does, um, so he's stupid. I mean, if it does, what's the problem? So, and and that's what a lot of people are saying because it's like it'll be different if because Joe Rogan jokes Black a lot. That wasn't a fucking joke. Right, so for like, so I, long, white men weren't policed. Even segueing from what we were yeah, just talking about, like, I mean, why white, you know, why did white people attack other ethnicities? Why are they, like, even fucking Israel. Israel is the fucking white people of the Middle East. Yeah. And they're literally attacking and trying to take over another country. And America yeah. is right in their fucking back But pocket. I feel like this, if you don't have a problem, if you're living your life right, you shouldn't even worry about that. That shouldn't even be a problem well, in I, your a mind. A lot of people are starting to recognize their privilege. A lot of white people And that's are, all that other minorities are asking for. Just recognize your privilege. But the thing about it is with them recognizing it is making them uncomfortable and they don't know how to react to that. No, I think it's making motherfuckers like Joe Rogan who fears losing his privilege yeah. uncomfortable. Well, yeah. I mean, basically, that's what I'm saying in so few words. Like, you know, people start to recognize their privilege. That's just like, you know, when you basically chastise a child and they oh i didn't do it i didn't do it i didn't do it i didn't do it and then you bring to light that you know what they did wrong like even though you're lying i saw you do what you did and then all of a sudden you realize a kid get bashful and shy and then they're like well 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 it's just like white people recognizing their goddamn privilege like un unpoliced unwashed children they run around and do what the hell they want to do, and then finally they recognize their privilege, and then they just like, oh shit. Yeah. yeah. I think it's the fear of losing their seat in the room because mm-hmm. white men have always had the biggest voice in the room, unfortunately. About everything. <laughs> loud and wrong. Loud and wrong. Yeah, about everything. Like, I was just. Got the nerve to be police the, uh, and coochies. I was just about to say. Loud and motherfucking about, wrong. Was Alabama that just recently wrote, uh, voted not too long ago about the abortion? Like, that's no exception. No exception. Abortion, like, is illegal for any reason, even if it's a health concern. And they showed the Senate 
or I guess local government that voted for it. Mm-hmm. And it was 18 white men that voted on women's bodies. So, unfortunately, it's been like that since since this country was this country. White men have been in discussions that have nothing to do with a them. Man, Why a is fucking it man should never be discussing about race But the gag is the abortions is mainly white women. Big facts. Yeah. So the gag is like, I don't know. But they're still going to be getting their private abortions. Because yeah. the white women out there don't want it either. So my question they be having their cousin children. Side no, they can't. They're they going to get it, though. Because they're going to fly them out of the side, side babies. A lot of them. Yeah. Just like the slave master's head. <laughs> <That's what I'm laughs> the slave like, babies. Bro, if you like, actually look back at your history, you might want to be like, let the hoes get all the abortions that they want. Don't let them just... But I mean, even us, they shouldn't. I've always agreed with that. It's like, there's why are why men making decisions on a female's reproductive organs? Like, I don't think they even care. I think it's I just think, I think always it's power. been popular for Republicans to be against abortion, and that's their stance, and they're not waving on it. No, no matter for who God and country. Yeah, no matter keep who. Keep them up in that cooch. Man, fuck them kids. If, you're, if, if it's a threat to my life, if I can't, real, if you can't take care of it, you can't take care of it, you can't have abortions, so are we going to up benefits? Are we going to do better with no, the foster care? No, it's not. Are we going to teach sex ed in school? No, we're children. not. Children know nothing about sex children. other than what they hear from other children. I just learned how my coochie work and it was working. Ain't nobody teaching nothing about this little boy. Me and Cheryl be rolling. I'm 29 and I'm still, I'm still. Why is her name so old? Because <laughs> she got an old lady pussy. Cheryl. Wow, I got Not in how it functions. You you just got you got a mature you got a mature I, thing I, up. I, yeah. Woman, woman. There we go. You know what I want. Cheryl. Baby Badu. I could call it that. Not baby Badu. But anyway, Cheryl? so the, the last Keep article. Cheryl? Wanna... Chandra. Chandra? Nah, not Chandra. Keep it Cheryl. 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 Keep it Cheryl. Cheryl cute. Yeah, Keep Cheryl. it cute. Cheryl. The last Cheryl. article Cheryl. I wanted to touch on before we get out of here. Uh, we're going to have to have you back, Terry, because I literally have like a, a half fucking outline. <laughs> that just conversation just, it was so like detailed and we just kept getting more, more and more layers. Right, right, right. It literally like, just kept going. Mother right. So uh, the last one is about Simone Biles. Simone Biles should be praised, not punished for achieving a feat that was deemed impossible. Last week, ahead of the long-delayed Tokyo Olympics this summer, Simone Biles performed a new move at the U.S. Classic, a Yurchenko double pike. <laughs> Captioned, <laughs> the Olympic gold medalist is wildly recognized as the greatest gymnast in the world, and her historic delivery of yet another never-before-done-for-move shows its reputation is well-earned. Per the New York Times, the Yurchenko double pike is so perilous and challenging that no other woman has attempted in competition, and it is unlikely that any woman in the world is even training to give it a try. She's been training for this shit for like a year and a half, because I remember when the first time they like recorded her doing it, and she was just like, it's just fun, and she kept falling and shit, so the fact that in a year she was able to pull this shit off. She really a big dog. Right, however, the undervaluation of Bob's performance by judges is bringing attention yet again to how the athlete has repeatedly been punished rather than rewarded for her greatness and the double standards applied to reception to her performances. Specifically, Bob's execution of the Yachenko double pike for her vault routine was given a provisional score of 6.6, similar to her scores for other vaults and without additional points for acknowledgement of the near impossible difficulty of the move so long this is a kind of long article long story short they pretty much like took away from her score saying that because of what she did was so dangerous for other gymnasts 
why the fuck is she being punished because she's athletic enough to pull this off? And when they asked her if she was going to stop doing it, she said no, simply because I can. I mean, it's called practice. If exactly. If the other hoochies won't do it, they would practice for it. If, if this was your passion, you would push yourself. She's powerful. She's strong. She's fast. And like the whole, the she's only reason, young as hell. and the only reason she's able to do it is because she literally generates so much fucking power. She yeah. launches herself so high that she can f- flip fucking twice. It's basic fit. Well, I ain't gonna say basic. It is, but it, but it is it basic, is basic fucking physics. physics. You I'm generate not good a, physics, you, a <laughs> generate enough momentum. It's basic fucking physics, and I know that, and I suck at. But that's just how it's just like speed, velocity, strength. I feel like they hating on them. Always, they're, they're always gonna yeah. hate. And instead of deducting points, if you really feel like it's dangerous and you don't want nobody else to do it, just make the movie legal. They that's what they go. did with right. the ice skating trick. Yeah, just make it flip. illegal. So it was a illegal move because nobody could do it. But don't take a point. It wasn't wrong what she did. It, it wasn't Girl, illegal when she did it. It's powerful caucasian. I just want to know if they would feel like that if she wasn't black. That's all I want to know. Nigga, if she wasn't black, she'd be celebrated like all over. Hold on the impossible, you Draco double bite. Yeah, because the creator of it was like a a Russian chick. Mm -hmm. So... But she didn't even do it in competition. But she knew it was dangerous. But the fact that this young black woman who literally is the greatest gymnast of all time was able to Put her on a flower list. She no, she's she's getting her flower. She's always gonna get her fucking flower. But she ain't get the flower for this. Cause she's so young. I mean, yeah. she's getting it just That's not from them. Saying. Yeah, she's, she's super young. She's so she's young. She's a gonna big dog at what she does. Cause remember, we talked about Gabby Douglas for all of six minutes, and Simone Biles came out. Cause Gabby's yeah. next outing was piss poor. No disrespect to her athleticism no, and like what she, she was doing. Was yeah, her second her I second coming to the Olympics was piss poor, and that was when Simone was introduced. Yeah, I think she knew her performance was piss poor because I was like, what the fuck. Yeah, she, she like, did not Like, we get come. it, Simone is here, but bitch. But I think she tried, but I think I, I think what happened to Gabby Douglas, she became too famous too fast. Because yeah, with I Simone Biles, even after she blew up, you still didn't see her for a while. I think because Gabby Douglas got dragged through the mud a hot minute of her fame, she probably was just like, oh, I'll, I'll enjoy yeah, the gymnastics it. without the fame. Like, she's probably like, you know, a trainer or some shit like that. She's still a gymnast. I mean, I know she's still a gymnast. Allie Raisman, all of them still Yeah, I know she's still a gymnast, but she's probably like, you know what? Been there, done that. To say you've been trained by Gabby Douglas, you know, I'm sure, you know, she's probably just thinking about different avenues where she can go with her career instead of being dragged by the masses because her hair wasn't done and she can't double. (laughs) I mean, hey. (laughs) That shit was ugly. I mean, hey, Jim is not there. Yeah, right. little little Lori Hernandez, she faded into obscurity too. Yeah, because she was because she was real young too. She was like sixteen. Yeah, she was in the same Olympics with Simone Biles. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, but it's just kind of like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you know, Ali was on there too. If you go back and think about like when we were sixteen, as opposed to now, you just be like, all oh, this shit that I thought I wanted to do, and I got a taste of it, and I was just like, I mm-hmm. can do it, but to this scale. And then she's gotten, you know how sometimes you just want the, like, let me get a gold medal. Yeah, she got it already. Like, let me go train some fat ass kids. That has been her career goal. Yes. She's like, well, I did it now, so. Yeah. It's so funny. Somebody told me the other day, because I told them I wanted shrooms. And they 
was just like, oh my God, like the last time I remember talking to you, like you used to run around wearing skirts and shit. And I'm like, yeah, that was at 17, I'm 25. I'm like, yeah. And I wore the shorts <laughs> and a skirt. Yeah. Right, like I could like both, not bitch. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Low key how we like, look, some of these people get a taste of shit and they just be like, what? I need to give me some mushrooms. I can't like shrooms and like. I wanted them today. <laughs> I wanted them for today, but I'm glad I didn't do anything today. Yeah. But it's fine. Yeah. It was good. Yeah. Terry, tell the people where to find you. Um, you can find me at thirty two twenty nine Tulane Avenue. You, 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 Lady Onyx. Lady Onyx, Onyx Nails. Onyx Nails. I'm located in the Grooming Gallery Barbershop. We have four barbers, a nail tech, and two stylists. Oh, and yes. we're opening a new location on the West Wing. Ooh. Yes, come on. Stay tuned. Oh, wow. Not the dark side. Yeah. I'm from the West Wing. Me too. So you <laughs> Anything you want to say before you leave? Me? Baby mama's favorite duo? Uh, no, bye guys. Thanks for listening. <laughs> bye guys. Anything you got to say, Macy? Project know, Princess? Actually, I don't. Um, I just feel like I'm actually about to start like working on my shit. So. Stay tuned. Stay be prepared. Tuned. We got big shit in the works. Not me. I'm just, I'm chilling. <laughs> yeah, so just stay tuned. I'm really about to do this shit. Yes. Yes. I'm excited. I'm ready. Yes. I'm going to be fucking sharing it all over the place. But as always, thank you guys so much for listening. If you listen on Apple Podcasts, please leave a comment, review. Uh, continue to email me at projectparagonpodcast at gmail.com. You can contact me on Facebook. No, I'm not giving the name. <laughs> just, just keep, just keep using it, cause so, people be DMing me and shit, and it'd be stupid shit, like stupid shit. Just keep emailing me if you want to contact me. Project Paragon Podcast at, at gmail.com. Cause a lot of people do send me stuff in my DMs, but it's usually like, ooh, talk about this, talk about this, uh, and yeah. I, and I, I fuck with that. Yeah. But it's like other people is like, we try to refute or like argue, like bitch, this ain't no fucking debate. You about to like points made on the market. Huh? Yeah, like either argue certain points or like if certain opinion, right? And there's been sometimes it's like people like email me certain shit and it's like I feel like you didn't touch on this bitch. Uh, Like this ain't no relationship podcast. Like if I touch on your shit and it fits into the conversation, I'll be more than happy. (laughs) Right? Like no, this is a couple niggas from my 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 podcast (laughs) Gmail literally be fucking receipts. Advertisement yeah. fucking chances and me going back and forth with guests and shit. So it's like when when I see the stuff, I immediately check it and blah blah blah. And it's just like if it fits into the conversation, it fits. If it don't, it don't. I'm not a relationship podcast, yeah. but if I decide to fucking answer more fucking questions, I will. Yeah, bitch. Until next time, thank you guys so much. Peace out. Bye.